Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Find a Way podcast with Dusty. Hopefully, you're doing well on your journey. Wanted to discuss something that was kind of a rude awakening. Um, I have uh, recently gone through a transition where some new team members are uh, joining my team. Uh, I There's a realignment that essentially happened uh, to where some of the folks that I had uh, been uh, leading and coaching uh, actually got promoted. So, um, it was exciting to know that uh, I was able to be a part of someone's success and uh, I, I feel like I've noticed that I'm more of a catalyst for helping someone get to where they want to go and, um, and learning to learning that side of leadership. Um, you know, I have always thought that, you know, I've got to cultivate a team and generate this like team environment and, and just create uh, this, this buy-in where um, the folks that are on my team enjoy being on my team. Uh, they know and understand the standards of work, and um, it's almost like a, a handshake. It's a two-way street where uh, here are the clear expectations of the role, and you know, fulfilling and doing that role. And on the other end of it, I'm going to do whatever I can to make it um, the best environment, the best culture for you. Uh, whether it's finding perks uh, that the uh, that works that work offers that can benefit you outside of work, financially, whatever it is, you know, me doing the work as far as a coach is concerned. And so doing all that uh, has opened me up to, instead of cultivating this team, it, I'm almost a revolving door of some of folks come into my team, um, you know, work to get them to where they want to go and they move on. And so it, my, the faces on my team are constantly changing. And I had a conversation with somebody uh, yesterday about a recent, um, a, a recent kind of, um, I don't say recent change, but they've experienced a lot of loss in their family. And I had shared just kind of as I get to know them that I had to bypass surgery and, uh, you know, my top weight was 534 pounds. Um, I kind of went over the ailments that I was having, some of the, uh, the scary close calls, uh, you know, being close to death and stuff like that. I, I wanted to just kind of give some um, background of me, of kind of um, my passions outside of work, um, you know, the coaching that I do, social media, it's what I'm passionate about outside of work. So kind of giving some context. Well, immediately as I started sharing you know, my journey of, of going through the bypass, um, they immediately had a story that, yeah, I um, I uh, know somebody that had the, the bypass as well. And they had lost some weight, but what they didn't do is address the addiction. And I was like, whoa, like, it almost felt like somebody from the outside looking in was giving a play-by-play of, of kind of what they experienced. And I feel like being in the trenches of, I know I've got to work through my addiction or I'm going to end up gaining my weight back. It was interesting to hear the scope of somebody on the outside looking in that, yeah, it, it looks like food was a pretty addictive thing. And I'm like, and I'm just there like, oh yeah. Um, personal opinion is food addictions worse than alcohol and drug addiction because you you got to develop a relationship with food the others you, you you can walk away from so I'm just sitting there like wow like the outside looking in like yeah I guess they were already uh, addicted to food and I guess if you don't uh, address that addiction it transfers and so that uh, they ended up transferring their addiction to alcohol and uh, though they lost some weight they ended up gaining it back and, and ended up passing away and I don't know why it just, like for a moment, it felt like everything froze. Everything just paused for a minute. And it was like, I know it's that serious, 
But it's almost like you have those moments where it's like, whoa. Like, I saved my life by going through the muck and the mire and the grind of addressing the addiction. And that the other side of not doing anything about your addiction could be death. I mean, it, I don't want to be doom and gloom. I don't want to be extreme because extreme white knuckling, all that stuff is never beneficial. And I, I don't, I don't want to be extreme, but I, I guess that, that that's a reality. Is it not? Is that not something that, um, sudden stop we're finding a way in traffic thankfully we're good you can hear the emergencies always a, a positive tip that if you have uh, random slow traffic that you notice ahead put it on your emergency so it notifies the folks behind you that something might be going on or slowdowns happening uh, thankfully we um, everything's good so back to the podcast at hand speaking about potential injury or uh, detriment. Um, I mean, the reality is, food addiction can lead to death. I mean, it's, it's almost like you look at 600 pound life and it's like, okay, that's the situation. But you never know. Like, I don't think you have to be five, six, seven hundred pounds to potentially put yourself in a position where you are shortening your lifespan. I mean, you think about the excessive weight around your midsection, the visceral fat, that's excessive fat around your organs that need to operate. Like when I had uh, the surgery itself, um, they looked into my liver. I had fatty liver. Like I was on the road to some very, very serious complications. And so just for a moment, it was like, like I saved my life and it is that serious. And so, I mean, it is that serious, my friends. It is that serious. The grind, the muck, the mire, the frustration, the all that. It, you're you're saving your own life. And if you're married, I mean, that, that that's you're you're gonna put it on your significant other to take care of you if need be, or if you pass early, you're gonna put it on them to take care of everything. I don't know if that's fair, if I'm honest. What about your kids? What about your nephews, your nieces, your family around you? The burden that they will carry of losing you quick or losing you too soon. Like my wife losing her dad early fundamentally changed the dynamic of my wife and I's life. He was a pillar for the household. And I had to step into that pillar position work a job that I absolutely hated, but I knew that it provided for, but I had to take that role. I had to take that position. I had to take care of my wife. I had to take care of the family. But the burden of someone leaving early, like you, you, but not being responsible with your health, you're putting that burden on someone else to mourn and just you gotta be careful with that. Cause I don't know if, like, again, this is find a way podcast. So I'm literally just spitballing things. So sometimes like I don't do the, uh, well, I did some research here and I thought this out. So like I'm free thinking this here that like 
we have a responsibility to ourselves to take care of ourselves. And is it irresponsible when we put the burden of, of us passing early on others? Like, is that fair? I don't know if that's fair. Um, I, I don't know. Like, if you, you pass early because of a decision to not take care of your health and the impact that it has on your kids... Like, they're, they're responsible for their own, but, I mean, really, we, we brought them into this world. We've got to raise them. So we're responsible for them. And if we're irresponsible with our health that ends up leading to an early death, the results from that that impact our kids, are, are that's on us, no? Maybe that's extreme. Like, oh, I can't have this. And I don't think that's the case. Like, I've always talked about that white-knuckling side of things is not the way to go, but... You know, making making choices that propel you forward and taking care of yourself. If you haven't gotten to a consistent um, exercise or fitness or workout program, I, a recent episode was about getting into something that you enjoy. I'd encourage that. You, you've got to get active. You gotta you've got to work your heart out on purpose so that you strengthen your heart to beat as long as it needs to beat. And nutrition. It's not like you've got a white knuckle and not yet. Like I'm having pizza Fridays right now in preparatory for carb loading for my races on, on uh, what is it, Fridays. Like, I, I'm, I, I have, it's, I'm not white knuckling this journey, but I'm relatively paying attention to, like, the, the meal right before that, that was good. We had um, a little bit of rice, had uh, chicken breast and peas, a nice balanced meal with some uh, good carbs, good vegetables, and a solid amount of protein, probably about 50 grams of protein you know, prioritizing protein, which I've talked about. So uh, a lot of my meals look like that. They're very boring, very mundane, very repetitive. Um, but I'm not white knuckling this journey. So I'm, I'm prioritizing my health, but I'm finding a balance. It's not to say that uh, this only applies to those that have had the surgery. Um, as far as, you know, um, You've got to address your addiction uh, because that potentially could transfer because you're in a position where you need to address it because you've had the surgery. I think this is an open-ended just, if, you're, if you've got a food addiction, know that it can be a very much, it can very much be a detrimental thing to your life and that addressing it is very critical and very important and that you have to die to the old you. This is an old episode that I'm recalling back to and a lot of you have give, given feedback as far as um, the impact of it. But let me just reiterate again, is that you have to die to the old you. You have to die to the, to, to the old ways and the old tendencies. You need to have a funeral for your, what got you to your top weight. The person, and you're not gonna shame that person. You're not gonna look down on that person. You're not gonna be disgusted with that person. Because if that person is you now and you're beginning to take care of it, or if you're halfway in and you're looking back, at the end of the day, who needs to start or who did start this journey is that person that you're referencing. So we're not going to shame or, or, or look down upon, but we're going to say that, hey, how you process, how you do things, your tendencies are leading me to, and fill in the blank, what is it? Obesity, depression, insecurity, looking at yourself less than, feeling that your your opinion, your value is less than what it should be. I mean, answer whatever the blank is, but 
you've got to die to the old you. I mean, honestly, like, it's almost like I, I feel always this pull to, like, words are powerful, yes, but instruction is so much better because you can actually be given fundamental steps on what to do. And it's like, I, I feel like these words, like, okay, great, I've got to, ha I've got to die to myself. I, I've got to I die to the old me, die to the uh, person that got me to five, you know, 534 pounds or that got me to my top weight, I've got to die to that person. Like that, that's, there's no one, two, three step process, but there is a very much a good start in acknowledging that you need to die to the old you. What are the tendencies, honestly, when I talked about the journaling, what are the tendencies that have gotten you to your top weight? Uh, you want to label the journal at the top? Funeral items? Don't let someone find the, uh, the notebook. Like, what is this? Are you planning something? Or what, what, what's going on here? But you've got to find the tendencies. You've got to look for, identify the tendencies in order to move on from them. I mean, that's a stage of, that, that's a, um, in the, the, the process of grief, that's a stage in the grieving process is coming to acceptance acknowledging you've got to acknowledge the tendencies like I acknowledge that when I'm stressed out and I feel like the world is on my shoulders it's easy to go get fast food it's easy to just eat and just dwell and sit in it because I'm a stress eater I know those tendencies and I'm working through and I have worked through a way to better a way to better myself by not using stress as a crippler, but finding ways that I can address the stress. Uh, in fact, I was just talking to a guy who I did a race with, and uh, we were talking about races that we had done. And he goes, yeah, this is my therapy. So, yeah, you know, running for me has become a therapy. So there's a, you know, I'm stressed out, go for a run. So you got to know that it's serious enough with the conversation I just had with a, a co-worker serious enough it's like man yeah um, I know somebody actually that had the bypass that, that yeah they had the surgery too but you know they um, they never addressed the addiction and they ended up moving that addiction to alcohol and they, they passed away now it's like whoa like what if I didn't address well, what if I didn't address my stress eating it's not like it doesn't happen but like crippling me up to 534 pounds I you know what if I didn't do anything about it would I even be around what if that's so funny can I just make a little blurb right before I end this uh, the, the individuals that say took the easy way out you cheated <laughs> okay I, I think I might have mentioned this before but it just makes me laugh so much it's like so um, do you want me to like go back in time and tell 534 pound Dusty that he wouldn't have respect from uh, Joe John Doe 112 on Instagram or that someone would think that I'm less of a achiever in weight loss because I had the surgery like hey maybe you shouldn't go through the surgery maybe you shouldn't do this because you're not gonna have the respect or people are gonna say this or that uh, yeah 534 pound dust he's not gonna care because he's on the verge of dying and what he's doing is to prevent that certain death that is to come according to the doctor so um, yes, it is that serious that you could potentially die. And 
the surgery, um, though for some is elective and is maybe done early before it potentially becomes problematic. Let, let's just get to the, the bare bones of, of this whole thing is, um, if it's a detriment of death or a potential detriment of death, you need to be mindful of when someone makes that decision, they're making that decision to better themselves and who cares? I mean, surgery folks don't like, it doesn't guarantee that you keep it off. I'm going on a tangent. I know I don't want to end like this, but there's no guarantee to keep it off. So it's like, it's a level playing field four years in, they gain the weight back. It's like, well, surgery is off the table. Kind of lost that idea. Um, the addiction is serious enough where you have to address it. We'll end with that. We'll end with that. My friends, thank you for listening to another episode. Hope this encourages you on your journey to uh, address the addiction, to go through the muck and the mire and the rough and the tough, because your addiction can take you out earlier, and that responsibility, that burden, may be potentially be put on loved ones of ours that we would never want to do that to. So uh, thank you for all the subscribers. Thank you for continuing to support this podcast and listening through the ads, Spotify, Bot, Anchor, and they're like, hey, do you want to record an ad? Um, and I'm like, sure. <laughs> and so if you hear the ad, I appreciate you sitting through it. Um, I think it's like every time you listen to it, it's like five or seven cents. So I appreciate your five to seven cents if you listen through it. If not, it's all good. Five to seven cents, not too bad. But if you're a subscriber, I want to say thank you for going through the, some of you are like, man, I don't know where it is and I want to subscribe, but I just don't know where it is to press it. Thank you for being patient, shooting me a message, helping um, subscribe, but you know, allowing me to go find it before, uh, before you subscribe. So just thank you all around. Hope encourages you on your journey and I will talk to you on the next episode. Take care.